Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Just 13 episodes left to go together. And uh, today we will, as we often do, during the fall season, we're going to check in with our high school football coaches. Week one was last Friday night, and of course you heard the Avon Orioles take on the Plainfield Quakers. Avon victorious in that one right here on 98.9 WYRZ. So we're going to talk with both Mark Bless, the head coach of the Avon Orioles, uh, about their win and preview their upcoming matchup against Ben Davis. And we're going to speak with Brian Woodard of the Plainfield Quakers, now 0-1. They're going to take on the Tri-West Bruins uh, coming up this Friday night. You'll be able to hear that right here on 98.9 WYRZ. And we're also going to talk with Steve Spinks, the head coach of the Cascade Cadets. So that's coming up. We get things started with Brian Woodard, head coach of the Plainfield Quakers. Speaking with Brian Woodard, head coach of the Plainfield Quakers. Coach, how's it going? I'm great, Robin. Yourself? Doing great. All right, let's start with week one. The good news is you guys put a lot of points up on the board against a bigger school, team with a great defensive history. you got to be pretty pleased with the offensive output of week one. Yeah, it was it was certainly um, feast or famine for us. You know, we, we uh, I thought, had a really good first, uh, you know, first half, definitely offensively. I thought we kind of found our footing a little bit defensively, especially in the second quarter. Um just you know just couldn't quite put all those pieces together including special teams as well so yeah I mean there were a lot of a lot of positive uh positive things that that came from Friday night uh certainly you know scoring 32 points on a a good Avon team is one of them but um you know you can't give up 58 you know and and expect to be competitive against those guys let's talk about offensively because again uh, that's a lot of points against a pretty good Mm -hmm. Avon team a really good Avon team um Mm -hmm. some of the kids individually on the offensive side of the ball you felt played pretty well well, you know, I know Ben had a, had a pretty good game, at least statistics-wise, uh, our quarterback. Uh, and I thought, you know, I mean, I, I thought we did a pretty nice job up front as far as, you know, giving Ben time uh, to throw the ball. Second half, you know, things kind of unraveled a little bit in terms of a couple of our protections. But, uh, you know, overall, I, you know, I, thought, I thought those guys up front did, did a nice job. I mean, receiving-wise, Cade Ritter goes six catches for 121 yards. That's a pretty good, a pretty good stat line. And, um, you know, our super back or tight end H guy, Tice Farrell, you know, had five catches for 57. So, uh, and, and Dawson Anderson has two catches for 118. So a lot of really good, you know, stat lines from those guys, you know, catching the ball. If you're going to throw it a lot, you got to catch it. And I thought our guys did a pretty good job of that. Uh, we talked with Coach Bless uh, for his week one coaches show, and he talked about uh, on off- offensively how they had all their linemen coming back. And it was it was pretty evident up front. I mean, they had some big dudes that knew what they were doing, and we've talked about this before on this show. Defensively, it's tough to stop guys that are bigger and guys that are experienced up on the offensive line. 
Yeah, I, I think Avon returned 11 out of 11 starters on offense, and you, you mix in, uh, um, you know, uh, maybe 10 of 11, mix in, you know, some really good speed guys on the on the edges, and I mean, that's that's it's hard to defend that, and and we found that out on Friday where, um, you know, we started the game and, and some of our base defensive alignments and. Uh, we weren't able to account for their guys in the passing game, and uh, so we had to we had to adjust a little bit. And and when we did that, then that obviously opened up the opportunity for them to run the ball a little bit. And you know, we just we just couldn't we couldn't account for one or the other. Uh, but but I thought our, our defensive guys, um, defensive staff included in that, uh, made some good adjustments as best we could. Um, you know, it is a personnel game. It is a, a matchup game. And our kids just didn't match up at a couple of those spots. And that takes nothing away from their abilities or their effort. Um, you know, Avon just had, had a few guys that, that we couldn't account for. Gets to be with Brian Woodard, head coach of the Plainfield Quakers. We'll get to their uh, week two matchup against Tri-West uh, coming up here in just a moment. Uh, coach, it was interesting watching the game. And one of the things that I noticed about your kids, and you alluded to a little bit here, these kids played hard all the way through. They were really outsized, but they kept fighting till really the final horn. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's our that happens to be our motto for 2017. That's that's fight to the finish, and uh, you know we we ended the game with a 17 play drive, and you know teams that that want to quit and they want to give up and they just want to well we're going to pack it in and and you know look towards week two, that was not the case, and I was very very proud of our kids for doing that. They uh, they hung in there, they fought, they battled, they scrapped. Um, you know, obviously we wanted the outcome to be different. Um, but but I was I thought our effort was was outstanding. You know, I thought our energy was outstanding. We just have to do a better job of executing some of our schemes. Is it hard? I mean, it's pretty safe to say that's the best team you guys are going to play this year. Is that hard to have that week one? Yeah, it it, it is, and you know, a lot of it is is one of those things where um, you know we don't have the ability to game plan any for these guys. I mean, we get scrimmage film, they get our scrimmage film, but. And that doesn't really tell you a whole lot. Not not that that's gonna that's gonna mean the difference between you know three or four touchdowns. But uh, it is hard to play a team week one, um, not really sure exactly what they're gonna look like or how they're gonna defend you or how they might line up to this formation or maybe there's a you know maybe there's a personnel advantage that that maybe we could try to find and take advantage of. Uh, you know you're you're basing your game plan kind of you know from what you saw in 2016 kind of what you know about their personnel from, you know, watching them in, in their scrimmage. But um, it is hard uh, to, to plan for, for a team as good as this week one. But, you know, I mean, you play in week one, week three, or week six. It, it, it really doesn't matter. They're going to be good any any week. And uh, I, I think the, the advantage, however, of playing in week one is, you know, you do have a little extra time to, to think about uh, what you want to do. And, and while you can't really plan for what they're going to do, you can at least focus on yourself and I thought we did a nice job of that throughout the summer and, and trying to make sure we were handling our business. As I said, we just would have liked to have done it a little bit, uh, been a little bit more sharp, a little bit more crisp. And we talked about this every year, and it's interesting because we've talked about it where you guys have lost week one. We've talked about it where you guys have you know won mm-hmm. the first five or six games. Unless your your whole goal is undefeated season, which I guess it's sort of your goal, but at the end of the day, these games right now are about making you guys better so that week seven, eight, nine, you guys are hitting on full stride, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we recognize that, you know, you know, playing Avon's a, a tall task and, and we want to win. That's the bottom line. I mean, we don't play Avon just so we can 
um, you know, get us ready. While you and I both understand that that's that's important. You know, you want to you want to build your schedule so it prepares you for uh, the postseason or prepares you for your conference, whatever it might be. Uh, but it's absolutely true. I mean, Avon's a very good football team, and it's a great measuring stick for where we're at. We feel like if you know, we can compete or match up at certain spots with those guys. We, we you know, we feel pretty good about uh, some of our games later on down the down the line. Which, uh, you know, I like our schedule. I like how it sets up. And and uh, you know, Friday night was a was a big test for us. Hopefully, you know, the the big takeaway has to be, you know, did we learn from it? Can we get better? And can we improve in week two? Yeah, and, and not again. You want to win every single game, but mm-hmm. come week ten, you guys are going to be pretty glad you played Avon versus playing a two A sure. school, right? Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in this to, to rack up, um, wins on my, my coaching resume. Uh, and that's not what this is about. You know, this is about putting our, our best team in place every given week. And, and I think playing a team like Avon helps us, uh, get, you know, get to that eventual point, which is to be the best team we can be headed into the playoffs. And that's, that's what our goal is. Gets to be with Brian Woodard, head coach of the Plainfield Quakers. Okay, coach, speaking of playing 2A school, you guys are doing that this week. They're one of the best in 2A, the Tri-West Bruins. What do they bring to the table? Well, now, they're, I, Tri-West is actually 3A. Oh, they're 3A. That's right. Yes, they moved that's, up. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's all right. I, I I hate to – I didn't want to correct you. I always tell our guys on our staff, don't correct me, especially when I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, that's right. They moved Tri-West, up. Yeah, that's right. Tri-West is, is, is good. And you want to talk about a rich – football tradition school tri-west has been to the state final six times they've won four state championships um, you're not going to find too many schools in this area that that are you know that have a, a greater tradition than these guys um played west lafayette week one lost to those guys but west lafayette very very good football team um private school that that just uh you know is 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 better than than their class would indicate um so while it's not an Avon kind of team in terms of size, um, I do feel like they have some kids that are that are very fast, speedy kids, athletic kids. So um, as we as the week goes along, we continue to to watch film and, and learn uh, about Tri West. I'm sure that uh, you know those are going to be guys that we have to account for. I love that you guys are doing this matchup. Do you love it? I think it's phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, we we talked. I mean, it's it's not any different from. Uh, one of the reasons why we play Avon in the sense of a, a county rival geography, those kind of things. I mean, Tri-West, while it's not just right up the road, is in our county. And, um, you know, no longer playing Danville, this this game kind of fits that niche for us, if you will. And, and uh, you know, Tri-West is a school that we've, we've done stuff with in the past in the summertime. And uh, the coach that I, I knew very well there, Coach Call, who's now at Franklin, uh, well, you know, we, we, we always joke, maybe we'll get a chance to play one another. Well, I'm going to play him at Franklin now, and, and now we're playing Tri-West as well. So uh, it, it's a good matchup. Um, I think it, it's a natural fit. So we're excited to host Tri-West this year and then uh, travel to their place in 2018. Now, you, you need to help me with this because I'm sure you've got this on some level too. I'm starting to feel old, which I'm very youthful looking, but I'm starting to feel old because Bruce, the coach there, I announced him in high school. Am I an old guy now? Yeah, that's that's one of the signs um, that you are getting old. Yeah, and you know he's done a you know fantastic job putting himself in this position. And, and while he is a young guy, um, he he gets to be young. But but you you have to make that transition, partner. You're getting you're starting to age. Well, you, yes, you are true. It's you don't show it, but you're starting to you're starting to get up there. So you're just gonna have to grin and bear it. Well, they hired him, and I was like, wait a second. 
I'm, I'm certain I announced a guy by that name in high school, but I'm not that old. And then I determined, yes, it was. But I'm pinning yeah. it on him being very, 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 very youthful. He is. He is. He is a young guy. He's got a good staff around him. Uh, some guys that, that have been there a while. Um, and, you know, I, it's uh, it's it's so true. I mean, you, you know, really good football players make good coaches out of us all. And uh, he's got some really good football players. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not to, you know, I'm not trying to be Lou Holtz. I mean, they, they've got some guys that would, that would play for us. And I think I've told you that before that, you know, that's always a very easy measuring stick. And that's a, that's a question that I ask every Saturday afternoon as we're watching film with our guys, you know, okay, which of their guys would play for us? And uh, that just, that helps me understand, Okay, they have one, they have two, or they, you know, is their entire, you know, offense would they start for us? I mean, how do you know where do where do they fit in there? So they've got some good football players, and uh, we recognize that. Uh, we know we're going to have to be ready, and we're going to have to good, have a good week of practice to uh, to get ready for them. Want to let everybody know that just like last week's uh, Plainfield game, this game will be simulcast on WYRZ 98.9. Coach, I'm doing the game because I get to make the schedule. So I saw this and absolutely, how could I not do this game? I think this game is going to be one of the best games of the year. I think these two programs are just top flight, and I think it's phenomenal that, uh, that we could do this game on the radio, and I make the schedule so I get to do the game. It's great. Thank you for doing this for me. Whatever we can do to make your life better, my friend, that's that's what our goal is. <laughs> All right, so how do we judge a good week two for you guys? Obviously, you want to win. What else are you looking for, though, as the program continues to grow in 2017? Sure. Well, I, I, I kind of alluded to it a little bit ago. I, I didn't feel like we executed our schemes very well uh, last last Friday. And I think the easy thing for coaches, players, fans, whatever – to do is say, well, it's, you know, it was, a, it was a good Avon team. You guys put up a good fight, you know, whatever. Um, and, and that doesn't cut it with me. Uh, and I say that because a lot of our issues last Friday w- would have been issues against Avon or, or uh, the Sisters of the Poor or whomever. I mean, they were, they were problems that, that we had. Um, and, and those things have to get corrected. So uh, as, as we met this past Saturday morning and we looked at what some of those issues were and as we go through this week, um, those are the areas we need to see improvement in, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say exactly what those are. I don't want to single kids out or positions out, but uh, there are some places where we just have to improve on on what we do. So for me, uh, in, in one word, very simple: it's it's execution, and I, I want to see us execute better uh, in, in all three phases. All right, coach, let's wrap up with this as we always do. Give me somebody or someone's plural behind the scenes and get a lot of credit that makes the trains run on time for Plainfield football. Well, we've, we've talked about our, our parents and our, our quarterback club. I just want to quickly recognize a, a couple groups of parents that, that do this every Friday night and Saturday mornings. And every time we're on the road, we, uh, you know, every kid gets a sack lunch, a sandwich, and, and bottles of water. And, you know, watching those parents stand there at the bus to hand those out. And then many of those same parents turn around, you know, Saturday morning and, and make biscuits and gravy for our kids and, and uh, feed them. So, you know, that's uh, those are little things that you don't think about and, uh, um, I'm just so appreciative. I, I know our kids are, are very appreciative to uh, to have those things. So um, thanks a lot to those parents that make that sacrifice, and, uh, um, you know, glad to have them. All right, Coach, we'll see you Friday night. I'll always love coming out to Plainfield to get a big win. We'll talk to you on uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. Great. Can't wait, Rob. Take care, buddy. Brian Woodard, head coach of the Plainfield Quakers. We'll take a quick break. More on the way next. We'll speak with Mark Bless of the Avon Orioles. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. 
Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth Mentoring serves the children of Hendricks County. Impact Youth provides academic and social development in our mentees as well as leadership development in our mentors. If you are interested in becoming a mentor or know a child who could use a mentor, learn more by searching Impact Youth Mentoring on Facebook or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. A podcast of Central Indiana Today is now available on SoundCloud or iTunes. Made possible by Figment 2 McDonald's. Figment 2 McDonald's has locations in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of WYRZ 98.9 and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Just 13 episodes left to go together. And on the program today, taking a look back at week one of high school football in Hendricks County. Just spoke with uh, Brian Woodard of the Plainfield Quakers. Don't forget, you'll hear the Quakers Friday night as the Quakers will take on the Tri-West Bruins in a Hendricks County matchup. Pre-game show should start around 640, and you can look forward to yours truly, Rob Kendall, on the play-by-play action. Speaking now with the other side of our game last Friday night here on WYRZ, the Avon Orioles, they were victorious over Plainfield, and this week they've got a big matchup coming up against Ben Davis. We now speak with Mark Bless, the head coach of the aforementioned Avon Orioles. Speaking once again with Mark Bless, the head coach of the Avon Orioles. Coach, how's it going? It's good. It's good. Uh, so we're all happy uh, about a performance this weekend and look forward to a big week ahead of us. Well, let's talk about week number one. Great win. You've got to be thrilled with how your offense, uh, the offensive performance. Uh, yes, we are. We are, And, of course, we have the most experience coming back on that side of the ball. Uh, so I, I think our expectations are higher of that of the offensive unit, and I, I thought that uh, we performed very well. Uh, one of the things that you had mentioned in our first coaches show was having all these people returning, in particular the offensive line, watching the game Friday night. I thought your offensive line played superb basically from start to finish. I, I agree with you, Rob. I, I think up front they did a nice job uh, in the run game, but in, in the pass protection, and you know, it's kind of nice. When we've got seven deep on the offensive line, maybe eight deep now. Uh, so we've got we've got some depth developed there, uh, which is good for the future in case we get a little banged up. Which you know, course of a season, anything's possible. How nice is it to have a team like Plainfield to start the season now, where it's still a very good program, but you don't have to jump right into conference play right off the get go. Right when we first got here uh, at Avon, every game was a conference game, and that. No, that puts a lot of stress on, on you as a coach, but it puts a lot of stress on the players. Um, you know, it's nice opening it up the playing field because it's a, a rival game out of the gate. They know us. We know them. Um, but yet, you know, it's not uh, conference play, so it gives you a little leniency, if you will. It's me with Mark Bless, head coach of the Avon Orioles. Coach, let's go back to the offensive performance. That offensive line is going to make your skill position players better because it gives them more time to do their job. Absolutely. Uh, Cameron Meisner had a super night at quarterback for us. Um, I believe he was 16 of 23 for maybe just right around 370 yards and six touchdowns. Um, you know, he never, we never gave up a sack. And what that allows with a good offensive line is him plenty of time to make his reads. Uh, if he's 
check into the third receiver. It seems like we've had time. Um, and our receivers are very pleased with their performance. Isaac Garendo led the way. Uh, I forget how many catches, but 170 yards, a couple touchdowns. Uh, Luke Shayadovich had some big catches. Uh, Adrian Lozano. Uh, Samson James coming out of the backfield. Uh, and there was a few other receivers. I think Cameron threw to seven different receivers during the course of the game. So anytime you're able to do that, I think that shows that the offensive line has got the job done. It's interesting because every name you named over the past two years, I distinctly remember announcing in our JV games we broadcast, and that shows that your program's working, right? I mean, these guys have made the natural progression, and now they're your stars. Yeah, for the most part. Um, you know, a couple of them uh, kind of missed the, the JV opportunity because it was a, a need basis on the varsity level. Uh, but uh, several of our key players, offensive, defensively, and, and certainly special teams, have kind of paid their dues, if you will, uh, through the special teams and through scout teams in practice. Again, our guest Mark Bless, head coach of the Avon Orioles. Coach, one of the things Brian Woodard said in his show today was how impressed he was that you guys threw the ball well early on. They had to change their defense to counteract that, and then that really opened up the run game. Was that sort of your intent? Well, we, you know, we really like to go into a game plan having a pretty good mix. Uh, certainly with our, our skill positions the way they are, we'll probably be throwing more than running. But I think at the beginning of the game, you know, we wanted a good mix of pass and run. Um, you know, we feel like with Samson in the backfield, a big, strong, fast back that can get some yards. Uh, we certainly want to get him some touches uh, early in the game. But, you know, it's kind of nice if you do – produce a lead that you're capable of making some change-ups and being able to run the ball. Coach, one of the things you had mentioned during our Week 1 Coaches show is you felt there'd be some growth as the year went on with the defense, obviously giving up 30-plus points, probably some some room to grow, but tell us about some of the things you really liked from your defense on Friday night. Well, I thought they made very nice adjustments at halftime and came out and played much better, and I think we played a little tight, giving up an eight-yard hitch. Missing a tackle uh, that turned into a what, 70, 80 yard pass completion is disappointing, but I think it's a tactical mistake. Our coverage was solid. Uh, we just uh, failed to execute a tackle. Uh, and I think that gave Plainfield some momentum, certainly, and a very good play call on their part with the screen on third and long that went for a touchdown. And then I uh, kind of felt like we got. Uh, and it's good to catch it early, but a, a trick play on us, and, and it worked very well executed on Plainfield's part. But we got to be aware of situations and be able to, to expect, you know, some kind of a, a screen on third and long, possibly a draw, and always be headed on trick plays. Uh, Coach, before we move ahead to week two, how much do you learn from week one? How much do you read into the performance that we saw last Friday night? Well, that was one of the emphasis after the game on the field is that, um, you know, a, a lot of times uh, week one, if you don't win the game, you're a little more concentrated on the details. Uh, we coach maybe a little bit harder. And we learn more from a, a first game loss than a first game win. So since we have an experienced group, I kind of challenge them uh, that when we come in on Saturday to review film, that we're very critical of ourselves because we didn't play a perfect game. There's areas of improvement, but we can't ignore it just because we won a game. So, you know, hopefully with a mature group and a very good coaching staff, 
that we can still get their attention and isolate some of our weaknesses uh, to get better this week in practice. Yeah, and obviously you're always challenging these kids to do better, but uh, you know you got to be honest with yourself and say, wow, that was a really high-powered offensive performance week one. we got some kids that maybe put be able to put some big numbers up this year. Well, uh, certainly that's a fact for week one. Uh, but we know what's in front of us week two. Uh, you know, playing, playing a school that's bigger than we are, that is a 6A school, that's a state contender every year. So I, I think that our players will be locked in and focused uh, certainly this week going into the Ben Davis game. Well, let's talk about Ben Davis. As a broadcaster, I love that you guys have this game. What are your thoughts about having Ben Davis now as a regular part of the Avon rotation? Well, I think it needs to be on the schedule every year. Uh, you know, we need to be able to play them. And, um, you know, some years it's a measuring stick. Some years it's, okay, let's see where we're at. Um, you know, this year with what we did last year in the tournament game, that I, I think it, it definitely raises our expectations of where our program is and where we want it to be able to remain. We don't want to, you know, peak out one year and be, be um, capable of winning that game and then the next year think, well, we've got to be competitive. We want Ben Davis on the schedule as well as um, probably some other big programs like that. So that's our expectation is that we need to be able to play these people, we need to be able to beat these people. Uh, so we're not intimidated uh, come the playoff times. Yeah, Coach, we've talked about this before. One of the biggest leaps under your tutelage in Avon is used to be we'd play Avon or we'd play a war or we'd play Ben Davis or a war in Central. And you'd go, ah, if we can just keep it close, that'd be nice. You have now made this program where these kids go out in this game for and they go, we should win this game. We believe we can win this game. That's true. That's true. And that's kind of the expectations you want. Uh, but you got to be able to see them throughout the season, kind of bringing up your last question. You know, Ben Davis needs to be on our schedule. We're close in. in location-wise, and, you know, we want to make sure that that game remains on our schedule. All right. Uh, again, speaking with Mark Blessed, coach of the Avon Orioles, what does Ben Davis bring to the table this Friday night? Well, they have uh, a lot of firepower as well. Uh, certainly with their quarterback returning, and he's probably, you know, with a front runner for Mr. Quarterback, ultimate playmaker with both his feet and his arm, a great leader for them. Um, you know, he, he can do all kinds of things. They've got two very good running backs uh, that can take it to the house on anywhere on the field with the speed, explosiveness that they have, um, you know, certainly capable of passing the ball. Uh, offensive line has very good size. Um, and, you know, we got to make sure defensively that we're in the, the spots we need to be in and try to be able to contain their big plays. Uh, like I mentioned, they're, they're very well capable of producing big plays anywhere, and we got to be able to limit those big plays. Yeah, you just touched on something where last year was really a tale of two games. Obviously, Ben Davis dominated the game early. You guys had the phenomenal comeback chance to win, and one of the reasons you guys got back in that game was you really limited those big plays. How do you prepare to go, hey, guys, don't give up big plays against really good football players? That's true, and that's the secret. We don't know for sure yet. <laughs> Uh, you know, we look forward to the weekend practice, and we'll spend a, a, a lot of quality reps, uh, ones ones against ones. Um, we got to make sure that uh, you know we, we've got the tempo established that we want, so we don't get banged up. But we want to go ones against ones as much as we can to give the defense a good look, as well as offensively, because um, the heart of their defense is their secondary, and our secondary is pretty good too. So we want to make sure we're getting reps. Uh, once it's one to see the competition and uh, to help us be more prepared for Friday night. 
Coach used to say this with Scott May all the time at Hamilton Southeastern when we would do his show because in the old conference days, he had one of the toughest schedules in the state to begin the season, first four or five games. I think you have that now, Plainfield, Ben Davis, uh, uh, Southeastern, Brownsburg. Is that a good thing to start out so tough at, at the first of the year? Well, you definitely find out quickly where you're at. Um, and, you know, schedules are schedules. Uh, you know, I don't have much say in where we put people. Uh, but I, I do like our schedule. I, I think, you know, like you said, it's pretty difficult at the beginning. Um, there's not a whole bunch of ease up in the middle uh, because it's certainly the, the other people that we play are, are darn good too. Right. Uh, but I, I do like our schedule, and I like the way it's designed uh, and feel good about it. All right, uh, Coach, I know every game's a big game for you. And again, Mark Bless, our guest head coach of the Avon Orioles, every game's a big game for you. But the, the game like Ben Davis, you you got to get a little more up for this one, right? Because, I mean, it's such a big measuring stick for you guys. Sure it is. Sure it is. And our, our players understand the importance of this game. Uh, ben Davis is ranked, what, one or two in the state. Uh, you know, they've got some very good players. And, you know, our players feel the same way. We feel like that we've made great strides and we've got a very good team. And uh, we're anxious to play the game Friday. I love watching you coach, and I was actually watching the video feed of the game on on Friday night. Um, how excited do you still get for Fridays? I mean, you've been doing this a long time, had a lot of success. You still get pretty fired up there on the sidelines. You, you're trying to say I'm getting old. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel it every day, but yes, I still I'm still very passionate about the the sport of football and the game that we all love. Um, you know, it's still thrilling. Uh, there's ups and downs throughout a game, and, and I still get upset when things don't go our way or we may not be executing as well and still get excited on great plays. So I, I think football helps keep me feeling like I'm still young and active. Well, Coach, uh, we uh, it's a great start to the season. You couldn't have asked for much more. We, let's get a big win on a Friday night, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Yes, sir. Sounds good, Rob. Thank you. That was Mark Bless, the head coach of the Avon Orioles. Big game for them coming up this Friday night at Ben Davis. And, boy, that is always a barn burner. All right, uh, wrap up the show today speaking with Steve Spinks. He's the head coach of the Cascade Cadets. They're looking to bounce back from week one loss against Danville. They'll take on Monrovia Friday night. Here's that conversation. All right, speaking with Steve Spinks, the head coach of the Cascade Cadets. Coach, how's it going? Going pretty well, pretty well. Getting ready to go out and check out this magnificent solar eclipse here shortly. So we'll see what that's all about and then take my butt to practice. <laughs> all right. Well, let's start with last Friday night. To ran into a pretty good Danville team. Your thoughts on your team's performance? They played hard, just came up a little bit short. Yeah, yeah. We played uh, really hard. Uh, I'll kind of start the whole thing off by saying, you know, for a bunch of kids that are playing both sides of the ball, um, I felt that we gave a lot of effort. Uh, that definitely was not the issue. Um, we started pretty well offensively. Uh, we started absolutely porously, uh, defensively, and that's on me, uh, not putting kids in the best position that I can to, to help them succeed. Um, they kind of caught us off guard with the first play of the game, getting under center and then running a play action. That's something they don't really do. Uh, so one of, um, one of our corners had never seen that before. Um, so I kind of caught him off guard again. That's a situation where I should have put him in a better spot. Uh, so they kind of started quickly on us there. Uh, of course, we start with the with the long touchdown, and then from there, you know, we we just really struggled defensively. Um, and again, uh, you know, I take full responsibility for any any issues like that. And uh, I also don't want to take anything away from that Danville team because that's that's a doggone good football team, and they can they can chuck the ball around. 
It's one of the things we talked with uh, Brian Woodard, head coach out of Plainfield, about this week on his show. They played Avon, a much bigger school, and they ultimately fell. But do you get a lot out of even in a loss playing these bigger schools? Because that's some of the biggest, best competition you're going to see all year. Sure. Uh, yeah, and we kind of uh, put ourselves in, we're, we're, you know, as the years go on here, this is only my second year, we're, we we go to the Bishop Dullahan uh, team camp. And uh, down there, you know, we had Merrillville, we had Warsaw, uh, we had Scottsburg, who's a 4A. We've got Castle down there. Uh, so we try to put ourselves against, uh, pit ourselves against bigger schools to try to prepare ourselves for those those early games. And there's no question that those uh, those games will be uh, beneficial as the season goes on because uh, for Cascade football, uh, our vision and our goal is to win the state championship. And in our mind, uh, everything, anything that we can accomplish between here and uh, Thanksgiving weekend uh, is simply a byproduct of, of doing things right. Good to speak with Steve Spinks, head coach of the Cascade Cadets. Coach, give us a couple of players that you felt uh, you, you were pretty proud of on Friday that really did a nice job. Well, I think it all kind of starts and ends with uh, Connor Horning uh, and Cole Edwards uh, really are. Uh, we, we're down to uh, two players. Two of our uh, starters uh, are not available. Uh, so we kind of ask them to play more snaps than they're going to have to play as the season goes on. So uh, Connor is, uh, is, is a junior for us, a, a Mike linebacker, uh, tailback and fullback. And he broke, you know, kind of got us going there uh, early, kind of put us in a position where we, we thought we would be really successful breaking a 90-yard uh, touchdown run. Um, and then Cole Edwards, kind of the same deal. I believe he rushed for 80 or 90 yards, uh, had five yards of carry. Uh, Connor is at about eight yards of carry. So both of them carried the ball well. Our offensive line were moving people um as evidenced by you know the third quarter we had a about a 10 and a half minute 18 play drive um so our line did did some good things uh overall i felt like defensively um you know we pretty much struggled the majority of the night until we got to the uh, end of the third quarter there where we took the field so i can't really you know <laughs> can't really mention a lot of guys on defense uh, special teams wise uh, noah moore kicked the ball well for us uh 35 yard punt average um and uh, Dylan Kotkamp uh, quarterbacked us really well in his first start, uh, did a good job, did what we asked him to do. We're not a big throwing team. Uh, he rushed for a touchdown, uh, managed the huddle very well, and just did an overall good job. But I'd say, uh, really, uh, Connor Horning and Cole Edwards were really, really special for us, and we expect them to be that way all year. We're going to go as they go. Coach, how much do injuries impact a team like yours? Obviously, it hurts anybody, but you mentioned you know, you've know you got so just you've only got so many kids at a school the size of Cascade one or two injuries that's a huge deal yeah absolutely I, I agree with you there uh, a ton um, for for a team like ours uh, you know in my background you know playing at Ben Davis and then coaching at Whiteland you know at times when you know you get at those places you get a guy go down it's a big deal but usually you know you got someone in waiting there here if someone goes down a critical person uh, you're talking. We got to put, you know, put a freshman in there, or we have to put someone that doesn't have a lot of experience. Uh, so it can be detrimental, but you know, we also have the mentality and the mantra of next man in. Uh, you know, the you know the world's not going to stop just because somebody got busted up. We got to get somebody to get in there and grow up quickly. But yes, it's, it's something that we do not want to happen. That is very true. Good speaking with Steve Spinks, head coach of the Cascade Cadets. What do you say to the kids on uh, Friday night after the ball game, and then Saturday morning? Because I mean, I assume that after a quick review on Saturday. Saturday, it's onward and upward to Monrovia. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number one, it's week one. Um, you know, uh, as far as the bearing that this will have on us once the tournament starts, you know, you look at it as what it is. You're playing a bigger school. It's a, it's an opportunity uh, to, to go against a bigger school and to and, and to engage in battle and uh, try to come out victorious. Things didn't go our way. I was happy with our efforts. 
Um, I did not like how we kind of finished the first quarter and, and worked our way through the second quarter. So we kind of focused on that, got through the film. But, uh, yeah, uh, once once that game was over, I mean, I kind of got on them about starting fast, which is our kind of our motto for the year, taking the ring and, uh, you know, not just getting in the ring, but taking the ring. Uh, and that, in that, we have to make sure that we're conditioned, too. Uh, we have to be the better conditioned team, obviously, on most fields that we take because we're playing both ways. So that was really the main kind of the, if, if there was any irritation, that's where I was at. We, we've got to make sure that we are highly conditioned and finishing sprints and things of that nature. So really after the game, yeah, we, we brought them in. We watched film, um, got through all of our stuff. My dad always brings uh, donuts from Long's Bakery. That's nice of him. Saturday morning. Oh, that, oh, it's the real deal. Big Rusty Spinks out there bringing in donuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and the kids, see some of these kids out here, you know where I'm from. You know, I, I grew up in Washington Warman, so, you know, we, we had Long's Bakery all the time. So some of these kids out here didn't really have any Long's, so Dad started doing that last year. So, you know, once I once I got a little bit of a butt chewing on Saturday, you know, uh, Dad comes in with the Long's Bakery, and then all is all is fine and dandy in Clayton, Indiana at that point. <laughs> all right, Coach, let's look ahead to Monrovia. It'll probably be nice to have that first home game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always nice to, to uh, not have to load up the bus and get traveling. Uh, it's not nice when you've got a buzzsaw like Monrovia that comes in. Um but uh, well-coached team, uh, I respect their staff, uh, Coach Hutchins and his staff very much. Um, they put their kids in a great, in a great position to win. Uh, system offense, you know, similar to what we do. Um, obviously, the offenses are different, but uh, I, I respect them quite a bit. And they have got some firepower, and we had better be playing well on Friday uh, because it's a tall order. Give us uh, some schemes on both sides of the ball. What do the, what do the uh, Bulldogs bring to the table? Uh, well, number one, power. Um, offensively, their idea, uh, their ideal scenario is to run teams over, which I, I envy that idea very much because that's what <laughs> I would like to do as well. Uh, so, um, you know, their, their, their kind of ideal scenario is to run for 400 yards, maybe pass for 25 or 30 <laughs> and win a game. Um, so as far as schemes for them, uh, it's a lot. The, the, the scheme is a belly. Uh, so it's belly option strong, belly option weak. Um and they don't really hide a lot of what they do. I mean, they do what they do, and they do it very well. Uh, same thing defensively. Uh, they do what they do, and they do it well. Um, so not a lot of jiving and, and, you know, things of that nature. They're not going to give you trips and, and go anything like that. They do what they do, and they want to uh, beat you doing it. Coach, uh, how do you prepare for that? I mean, do you, when you're scrimmaging them or, or getting ready for them in your scrimmages during the week, I assume you have guys run their offense? Sure. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like any other week. Uh, they're going to do the same with us. Uh, they'll have their uh, scout players imitating the fly offense, which we incorporate. Uh, we will do uh, the belly option series uh, in practice. It's kind of what everybody has to do to, to try to work against that. Um, a lot of the stuff that we do, we don't use a football. So, you, you know, because you have to have your defensive players in the correct position. Uh, if not, you know, and you get picked off, you're in trouble. And the kid's going to bust one for 60 or 70 yards. But, you know, uh, absolutely. that, And that's a thing that we try to do. We try to get our scouts out a little bit early, too, and get them running the offense. Uh, but our scouts get a uh, big look at it tonight because we're in a weird scenario. Our JV plays tonight against Monrovia. Uh, and then we play Monrovia Friday. It's a weird situation. I've never heard of that. But, um so they'll get a first, uh, first, first-hand account of what that offense looks like tonight, and hopefully that'll help them whenever they come in tomorrow and we set them up to run the offense. All right, Coach, in the few minutes we have left here, where are a couple areas on both sides of the ball you say, hey, I really want to see us get better from week one to week two? Uh, well, number one is the head coach. The head coach has <laughs> got to put his players in position to succeed and not lose by <laughs> 34 points. So 
uh, that's number one. Uh, I need to I need to get better uh, more so than anybody else as far as uh, putting the kids in that position. Number two is our conditioning. We have got to be stronger as the game is going on, uh, and we will definitely uh, address that this week. Sorry for the players, but we will definitely address that this week <laughs> as far as our conditioning. Um, and overall, the defensive scheme, um, we need, just need to be more sound. And we, I guess if I were to focus on one thing, we need to tackle better. Um, we're, we're not tackling very well. Um, and that's definitely not for sake of trying and practice. We do a tackle circuit every Tuesday and Wednesday uh, where we work through things. So uh, we will definitely focus on tackling because, you know, against Monrovia, um, you know, if you don't tackle very well, you're just going to end up with cleat marks up your back and they're going to run all day on you. So we got to be able to tackle well and we will address that this week. Well, coach, let's get a big win on Friday night and we will talk to you next Monday, hopefully at one and one. Yes, sir. Hopefully a one-on-one uh, moving right along. Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, that is going to do it for us today. Thanks to Brian Woodard, head coach of the Plainfield Quakers, Mark Bless, head coach of the Avon Orioles, and Steve Spinks, the head coach of the Cascade Cadets. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Listen anytime you want. All you have to do is search Central Indiana Today. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. Phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group.